Welcome to Practical Dermatology, the podcast. In 2014, the American Society of Laser Medicine and Surgery started its New Beginnings initiative. Initially, it was launched to benefit cancer survivors. ASLMS physicians volunteer to remove radiation tattoos pro bono. This year, the ASLMS, under the leadership of its president, Dr. Paul Friedman, expanded the philanthropic campaign to create the New Beginnings Branding Tattoo Removal Program and partnered with the National Trafficking Sheltered Alliance to connect board-certified physicians with sex trafficking survivors for pro bono laser removal of branding tattoos. So today we're here to talk about a very important topic, but one that does not come up that often, and how dermatologists can play a key role in providing a solution to help heal those who are victimized through this terrible crime. Um, We're talking today about human trafficking, and human trafficking as it is defined is really all about the recruitment, the transportation, the transfer, the harboring a receipt of people by the means of threat or force or other types of coercion. And there's an abuse of power to where there is another person known as a trafficker that is victimizing or exploiting the individual for their own personal gain. That's Alicia Merlot, the executive director of professional relations at Color Science, who is chair of the San Diego Stop Traffic Walk as well as the Associate Director of the Coastline Dream Center Stop Trafficking Outreach. She and Dr. Friedman, along with dermatologists Dr. Emily Guo and Dr. Elizabeth Cream, are here to discuss the New Beginnings program and the importance of their mission to help sex trafficking survivors remove the physical reminders of past trauma so they can move forward in their lives. As many as 300,000 people are at risk of being trafficked in the U.S., and many victims of sex trafficking are branded with tattoos conveying ownership, including names, symbols, initials, and barcodes. And some forms of human trafficking um, are sex trafficking, which we're gonna really be focusing on today, but also there is forced labor services, uh, forced servitude, forced marriage, and even organ harvesting. It's a pretty deep and dark crime. It happens to be the second largest criminal enterprise in the world. So it's such an important topic. The scope and scale of it is massive. And when we look here in the United States, a majority of the victims of human trafficking are being trafficked for sexual exploitation. And reports show that a majority of those who are victimized are female. And when we look at where it's happening in the United States, it's happening everywhere. It's not just limited to outside or third world countries or areas where they are maybe underprivileged or underserved. It's every town USA has had reports of human trafficking. And this comes from the Polaris Project who runs the human trafficking hotline. So they know, and these are just the ones that are reported. But the top five states are actually represented by all of us here today on this podcast. California, unfortunately, leads the way in reports of human trafficking followed by Texas, which is where Dr. Friedman and Dr. Guo are practicing, Florida, and then New York, which is where Dr. Cream is as we speak today. And about only 1% of victims are ever rescued and leave the life. But we wanna talk today about what it means to leave the life. And for me, sobering statistics like these um, and more really compelled me to wanna do something about it. 
So I've been involved in a few organizations locally in California in the San Diego area to provide community education survivor support. That's why I like to say my side hustle or my passion project. My day job, I've worked, spent over two and a half decades in the dermatological area of aesthetic medicine, and I love it. And I really wanted to find a way to possibly marry the profession that I love and the passion for this cause. And not too long ago, I shared this with some trusted advisors, and one of them, Dr. Eric Bernstein, connected me with Dr. Paul Friedman, who we're talking with today, um, and who at the time was the incoming president for ASLMS. And with that introduction, my prayers were answered. And so Dr. Freeman, I'm so excited that we get to actually chat about this today um, with the audience of Practical Dermatology um, because you as president of ASLMS really wanted to make a, a philanthropic impact um, during your time. So can you tell us a little bit about what you created and why you're passionate about this particular cause when it comes to helping survivors of human trafficking? Well, thank you, Alicia, and it's just been incredible working with you and your passion and uh, expertise in this area has just been so invaluable in this entire process. And I know I speak on behalf of Dr. Guo and Dr. Cream as well, and I also want to echo your sentiments and, and really thank Practical Dermatology for helping us with this outreach, because ultimately, as as you know, you said, it's, it's something that um, is not talked about. And it's something that I first became aware of in 2017 when Houston hosted the Super Bowl. I was devastated to learn the statistic you just mentioned that Texas, in particular Houston, was one of the top cities for sex trafficking in the in, in the United States, given its proximity to the to the border. Uh, and the more I learned, the more I wanted to reach out and help. And that led to a partnership here locally with an organization called Elijah Rising who gives supports to victims of sex trafficking throughout Houston and whose mission is to put an end to sex trafficking. And this ultimately led to a partnership with this organization whereby uh, our practice provides free branding tattoo removal to survivors. And we're gonna get, we're gonna talk a little bit more about branding tattoos uh, and go into our, our study that was, was just published. But as, as a way of introduction, uh, a lot of these survivors are branded by their traffickers with tattoos conveying ownership, including names, symbols, initials, and barcodes. And by providing pro bono laser branding tattoo removal, we have personally witnessed the impact in which tattoo removal can help, help survivors reclaim their bodies. And ultimately our goal here is to create this same uh, service at a national level to support survivors around the nation. And as so this is something that you know we we discussed as president-elect and now as president of the society. The goal was to expand the New Beginnings program of ASLMS, which was launched in 2014 by Dr. Jeffrey Dover in Boston, to benefit cancer survivors with removal of radiation tattoos. And so we built on that model, and we just launched um, the New Beginnings branding tattoo removal program, where we expanded this philanthropic campaign to uh, include offering pro bono tattoo removal to uh, sex trafficking survivors. And the way that we're able to reach these survivors is through our partnership with the National Trafficking Sheltered Alliance, which is allowing us to connect our ASLMS board certified physicians around the nations with sex trafficking survivors who, who badly need these services. 
That's incredible. And, and it's so impactful that you already had firsthand experience working in your own backyard. And we are all shocked when we learn about, you know, how prevalent this is um, when we dive a little deeper into the statistics in our hometowns. Um, and so um, having come alongside you and Dr. Guo and Dr. Cream and the whole ASLMS team, it's been very exciting to you know, see the program that's being put together and setting the volunteer doctors up for success. And can you talk a little bit about how ASLMS is really helping the doctors to be able to have a great experience when they're being referred um, patients um, from this population and, and how them, they alongside their, their teams there um, will be able to have great encounters and, and everyone kind of reaps the benefit of, of being a part of it. Yeah, so I mean, this is a very big project, and we're working very closely with the leaders at the National Trafficking Sheltered Alliance, along with your expertise, to make this uh, inter this experience for these survivors as comfortable as possible. And you know what I've learned uh, through this process, uh, and through my conversations with you, and, and some of the connections that you've allowed me to make, is that this is this whole educational process of trauma-informed care, where you're educating healthcare providers on best practices when encountering uh, this patient population to minimize any triggers, anything that could reactivate uh, a, um, you know, this whole negative experience that they've just been through. Because as doctors uh, Guo and Cream will attest to, you know, once this is a lengthy process for the survivor, to get to the point where they qualify or they're able to now be referred to our various uh, volunteers. And once they make it to this point, we want them to have the best possible experience because as you know, it, this is a multi multiple visit process. Uh, there is some uh, post-op recovery that's associated with it. There's some education involved in terms of what the procedure is involved in terms of making it as pain-free as possible. And so doing whatever we can to make the experience as pleasant as possible so that the survivor is motivated to complete the treatment process so that we can completely eradicate the, 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 the tattoo or that reminder of the past that they are just so much want to remove, which, which can often trigger reminders of their very difficult past. Yeah, and in a video I know that you put together um, sharing more about new beginnings. I was so touched because you had survivors talk about their own stories. You had you and your associates in the practice who have done um, tattoo removal for these survivors share what it what's it meant to them. And I believe it was the director of Elijah Rising who said something that just struck me. And she said, use what you love to fight what you hate. And I thought that was such a amazingly provocative way and impactful way to they, as a call to action to these talented doctors such as yourself and all around the country um, who are board certified dermatologists that can really make an impact with a tool that you, you have in your practice already, but really going beyond just, you know, getting off a piece of ink, it really does impact somebody's healing journey. And I just, I, I'm so touched and so so inspired and encouraged by what has been happening in such a short amount of time to make this come to fruition. But when you look at your goals for new beginnings, like in the short term, what are, what are the goals that, that you'd like to accomplish? I think ultimately, you know, we, we, first of all, the awareness. I mean, I think, you know, speaking with the videographer, the, the, 
Emmy award-winning documentary uh, person who, who shot that video and just, you know, I think you and I are so involved with this that you almost get to a point where you, and we know the statistics. And so we, we um, are almost at a point where we, we think it's common knowledge, but, but it's, it's really not. Uh, and I think it was most striking to me, you know, here's this gentleman who's an award-winning uh, filmmaker from Boston, you know, comes to my practice to speak to a couple of survivors and, and watching him uh, and the impact that, you know, hearing their stories and learning about the statistics, as you mentioned, from the director of Elijah Rising, uh, just opening up this whole dark world to him. Um, I think ultimately create, you know, using our abilities to then ultimately help these survivors with their recovery process is the bottom line goal. That's that's incredible. I, I always say, you know, light only exists in the uh, darkness only exists in the absence of light. And there is a pun intended there. Right. When we're dealing with lasers. Um, is there anything long term? Um, you know, once your 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 time, obviously, as president has has come to fruition um, that you'd like to see carry on here and, and what's important to you at that point? Yeah, so I mean, I want this to, to outlive my presidency. So one way of doing that was we set up, I set up a, uh, a philanthropy task force within ASLMS. Um, and I have just received overwhelming support from members and our corporate partners and media such as Denise Mann, who, who, who uh, reached out to us to you know, do this podcast with Practical Dermatology, people who have just been moved uh, and want to get involved and want to help out. We've, we've had offers um, from corporate support in terms of uh, wanting to help out with you know, donations. And, and, and ultimately, we're going to use this uh, to create educational resources for survivors so they can be as informed as possible before uh, presenting for their treatment. We, we need to inform the offices where the survivors are going to be calling into in terms of how to best, um, you know, coordinate care. And then ultimately, you know, continue this legacy of bridging the gap between patients who desperately need our expertise to the physicians within our society who can provide this. Um, and I think that's where we, we really have this incredible gift that can make such a difference in these patients' lives. Truly impactful. And I know before you go into an endeavor like this, right, to put together a program and gather the experts on the task force and really dive into, you know, executing on those things, right, the resources, it's like, well, let's prove the model, right? We are, we are evidence-based here in medicine. Um, so obviously, setting out to make sure this is going to really um, have impact. I know that it was so important to be able to assess that and determine that. And I think I'd love to move into talking about how that was done through the study and the publication about the survey. And at this point, I'd love to invite Dr. Guo and Dr. Cream to talk about the study that was done in advance of actually all of these amazing um, you know, components that Dr. Freeman and the team have put together with ASLMS and the National Trafficking Shelter Alliance and all the doctors. So, so Dr. Cream and Dr. Guo, can you dive into a little bit more about this um, study and the design and the results and, and where, where it can be found and, and, and what was learned? 
Yeah, so hi, this is uh, Dr. Emily Guo here. Um, I'll um, introduce our study. So um, our study was published recently in Lasers in Surgery and Medicine, October 2022. It's titled Liberating More Than Light, Laser Removal of Branding Tattoos is Impactful in the Recovery of Sex Trafficking Survivors. Um, so as we've already mentioned, Dr. Friedman and I have been um, supporting sex trafficking survivors in their recovery through pro bono laser branding tattoo removal locally in our practice. Um, but we wanted to see if um, there was a need for this at a greater level, at a national level to support survivors. Um, so we conducted a survey study. It was an eight question online needs and impacts survey um, aimed at assessing the need for pro bono branding tattoo laser removal services. And when we distributed it to United States organizations that support sex trafficking survivors, um, the different organizations were um, identified through collaboration with the National Trafficking Sheltered Alliance, as well as um, locally known programs as well. And in total, um, we were um, we distributed our survey to 97 organizations. Dr. Cream, do you wanna go into the results? Absolutely. Thanks, Emily. Um, so we um, had 40 organizations that responded. These organizations were represented, represented all across the country in the Northeast, the Midwest, the South and the West, which is really important as Alicia talked about in the beginning of our conversation that there's no town where unfortunately there isn't sex trafficking. So we were really happy that we had organizations from all across the country respond. These organizations we found out support on average about 81 survivors annually. And these organizations estimated that approximately 47% of survivors that they uh, interact with have branding tattoos. And um, given this data and what we know about the amount of sex trafficking survivors nationwide, we can estimate that about 1,020 survivors annually could benefit from removal of their sex trafficking tattoos. Um, so among the 47% of survivors that are estimated to have it, having branding tattoos, um, it's estimated that about 67% are at an appropriate stage in their healing to undergo laser removal. And we'll get into that later, um, why it does take time to be at that uh, appropriate stage. And in terms of uh, analyzing the needs and impact on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most impactful on recovery, it was estimated by the organization surveyed that removal of branding tattoos uh, received an average impact score of 9.2 on a scale of 10. So it's estimated that there is a definite need for pro bono removal of these branding tattoos. And in terms of um, the impact, um, it also, it received an impact score of, um, of 9.2 out of 10 and a, a needs assessment score of 9.1 out of 10. So there is a need and there um, is a potential to be extremely impactful on survivorship. We also allowed for the organizations to submit uh, qualitative responses so that we could learn a little bit more um, since they are interacting with survivors daily. And we did learn some interesting things. First, we learned that uh, the laser removal of branding tattoos may be superior to say tattoo cover-ups for survivorship. Uh, we, some of the organizations said that the, getting the tattoo just tattooed over with a new tattoo could be very triggering. So they, the survivors may prefer laser removal instead. We also learned that uh, during the recovery process, a lot of survivors move around um, 
which when I learned that, it didn't surprise me just because, you know, geographically separating from the trafficker makes a lot of sense. So it is really important if we're going to start a campaign to make sure it is a nationwide network of providers, a part of this campaign, because it could be that the survivor starts in Houston, Texas, treated by Dr. Guo and Dr. Friedman, but maybe towards the end of um, the treatment um, course, they may have moved to say New York, and then they might get their final treatment with uh, me or my fellowship director in New York City. And so that was really, really helpful for us. And it was very insightful for us in creating this campaign, New Beginnings. Uh, our discussion, we delve into some other things that are helpful for uh, board certified dermatologists who are, are primarily the uh, readers in our journal. So one thing that I learned is that sex trafficking tattoos are a very helpful physical indicator of sex trafficking. So indicators of sex trafficking include observable findings, which are known as red flags, and also risk factors. So red flags can be broken down into medical, physical, and behavioral indicators of sex trafficking. And the branding tattoos fall, fall under the physical category. So physical could be um, bruises, branding tattoos, things like that. And a lot of healthcare providers, including myself, before I really learned about sex trafficking, we've learned can be a lot better at identifying identifying these indicators because it's probably one of the reasons why Alicia said only 1% of these survivors are actually, are 1% one, 1 of sex trafficking persons are actually reaching that survivor journey. Um, so hopefully if healthcare providers can be better at identifying these red flags, uh, such as sex trafficking tattoos, we could help go from 1%, you know, to a, a much better percentage um, so that there can be more survivors we can help. In terms of, um, you know, some characteristics of tattoos that, you know, healthcare professionals can, um, you know, potentially use as red flags um, and ask further questions about, um, you know, poor quality amateur tattoos, um, locations either in highly visible areas such as the neck, face, or breasts, or um, more hidden private areas such as genitals, eyelids, or even the oral mucosa. Um, there have been tattoos there. Um, also depictions of wealth, like gold bars, um, money symbols, um, or sometimes there can be weapons, guns or knives. Those can sometimes be confused though with um, gang or crime tattoos. So that, that can be a little bit confusing there. Um, and then also um, when there's tattoos of names or initials, especially when it seems like it's being used in a possessive manner, um, those are definitely some um, red flags to you know kind of look at that tattoo a little bit further and maybe ask the patient if they could, um, you know, just asking them like an open-ended question, like tell me about your tattoo might be a way to prop conversation with that. And then also if there's a tattoo in any minor, that should be questioned um, because tattoos are much more common in sexually exploited children as compared to other pediatric victims of sexual abuse. That is excellent additions to what Dr. Cream shared. Thank you, Dr. Guo. And I think that when everyone who's listening goes and grabs that publication um, and reads it in detail and gets to see the pictures of these um, 
trafficker tattoos and, and that they can be categorized and that they can be kind of curated to look at an archive that can help not just the specialty of dermatology, but even going beyond dermatology to be able to help um, victims be identified and help those who are on that kind of healthcare, that medical piece of encountering these, um, these people who are stuck in this life and trapped in this life and then knowing what to do next. And I'm just so impressed that you go into a study, right? And you're trying to validate your hypothesis. We're trying to prove there is a need and an impact. And both you, Dr. Guo and Dr. Cream and Dr. Freeman shared that, hey, we learned something even more from this. And, and I think as those who are listening, not only read the publication, but become more aware of this as an incident that impacts everybody. Um, it's not exclusive um, to certain only populations or only geographies we're all gonna be better because the more awareness and information that gets out there um, just about human trafficking as a whole, I have seen this firsthand, it is eye-opening and impactful. So, so I am just grateful to come alongside these talented doctors and passionate doctors to be able to help identify and say there's a need. I mean, come on, when you're over a nine on a scale of one to 10, we know that we're, we're really doing something that's gonna be so meaningful. Um, but when we look at the, the data, the, the quantitative and the qualitative that came out of the study and the publication, there's a piece that I think I would love to talk about with both you, Dr. Freeman, and Dr. Guo, and that is actually delivering this care to these survivors themselves, because you've been doing this for a number of years and you've had an alliance with Elijah Rising. So, so maybe Dr. Freeman, you can talk about the experience and how you've seen firsthand um, the tattoo removal impact patients. Yeah, so I think that's what's been most striking about this journey is, is watching the evolution uh, of these survivors and the impact that the tattoo removal process ha has had on them uh, in terms of helping them with their recovery and allowing them to put the past behind them, to, to literally put the past behind them uh, and, and eradicate this terrible reminder of their past. Um, it, it's it's you know, even the day that we shot the interview with the two survivors and, and listening to really listening to their stories, it, it's um, it really tugs at you. Um, but and it, it's emotionally tolling. But the reward that you get knowing, you know, the impact that you're making on these survivors is, is so gratifying and that I um, I just can't imagine what, you know, I, I'm just so pleased that we are have already 70 physician volunteers. I know we'll be to 100 by the end of the year, uh, if not further. So I'm, I'm just so proud of everyone on this call and, and, all, and all of our members who have already volunteered. Dr. Freeman, Dr. Guo, would you have anything to add about how you've been caring for these survivors has impacted you? Yeah, I mean, it's just been really rewarding to be able to use our unique skills to be able to help in this way. Um, I mean, I specifically sought out additional fellowship training with Dr. Friedman after I finished residency to be able to have tools and the skill set to be able to help patients with lasers. So it's just been really rewarding to be able to have the opportunity to use that knowledge um, to help restore the lives of survivors of trafficking. 
I mean, I've had several patients who have come to me with tattoos in very prominent places, you know, one patient on her forehead, another one on her neck, very large tattoos as well. And, you know, both of them had expressed to me, it's very difficult for them to get a job, um, for people to take them seriously when they're, you know, getting interviewed for jobs, when they see this tattoo, they say they walk in the room and they can just immediately feel like the, their interview is just staring at their tattoo and judging them for it. Um, and so it's just really, it's, it becomes a very emotional experience for, you know, the, the patients and for myself as well, you know, it's just really rewarding to be able to help them and help, um, you know, get their lives back on track. That's incredible. And at Color Science, we have um, a, a motto and it's do good, have fun and make a difference. And, and this, this is definitely new beginnings and what you have done and what you are set out to do really just falls in line with that. And, you know, I, I you all have known I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a motive person. And, you know, this, this is something that really cannot help but touch people's emotions. Um, and so with that, we're hoping those who are listening are touched. Um, and we want to throw out an opportunity to you to become a, a part of this. So Dr. Friedman, what are the key things that you want people who are listening to this podcast to think about and, and take action on it, and how can they do that? Well, for, for the physicians who are, who are interested in participating, they can contact the American Society of Laser Medicine and Surgery at information at ASLMS.org. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we already have uh, close to 70 board-certified physicians, uh, and we just, just launched the program. The American Society for Laser Medicine and Surgery is also forming a partnership with the American Academy of Dermatology. Earlier this year, Dr. Mark Kaufman appointed an ad hoc task force on dermatologic resources for the intervention and prevention of human trafficking, of which I am a member. Some estimates suggest that over 50% of human trafficking survivors interact with the healthcare system and go unrecognized. So we aim to use the expertise of dermatologists in the American Academy of Dermatology to aid in the recognition and diagnosis of visual patterns to gather and provide resources so that the medical community will be able to more timely identify signs of human trafficking. Those are some incredible opportunities for people to come alongside new beginnings, alongside survivors to make a difference and an impact on their lives and our lives in doing so as well. So I think we're ready to wrap things up and, and we just wanna thank Practical Dermatology for allowing us to share new beginnings um, and hope that those who are listening will learn more, take action, Find a way. Everyone is given time, talents, and treasures, and you too can use what you love to treat what you hate. Dr. Friedman, Dr. Guo, and Dr. Cream, I am just honored and humbled every day that I get to come alongside you for this. It's been a joy and a, and a privilege, and I can't wait to see what happens next. So thank you very much. If you're interested in getting involved in the New Beginnings Initiative, email information at aslms.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Practical Dermatology Podcast. Listen to future episodes at practicaldermatology.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.